listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This week in pharmacy, I am your host, Todd Yuri. I am excited. This is a big show today. We have so much to share with you. There's some big news that just popped at 1.06 p.m., okay? And it's big news, so that is coming up. But I want to tell you about today's show and let you know what's going on. We um, had a disaster here in the studio for all of you content developers, if you ever are used to you podcasters out there, my fellow um, pharmacy podcasters, or any podcaster for that matter, if you ever transfer to a live environment, it is a completely different experience. And we actually had an entire soundboard shutdown, and we didn't think we were going to have a microphone for today. So uh, just to share that, that, you know, in life, uh, there will be bumps and you just try to get through to it as best as you can. Pharmacists know what that's like. Just in case you don't know, I am um, just blown away by pharmacists stepping up all across the world. And um, that's preface to one of our special guests that is the founder of the Pharmacist Diaries, um, and we'll be uh, bringing her on, um, do some Googling maybe between now and then. But we do have to talk about some important news first. And then we're also going to be having um, Dr. Ann Arvizu come on. I can't wait for you to share what's going on in her life and really helping to, what are we talking about? Always transforming this profession. This profession is in an accelerated speed. It's accelerating with uh, innovation and um, changing the role of the pharmacist. Our payer models are, are changing, but let's talk about news. I have some big news to share. This will be probably the first podcast you hear with this news on it, but um, guess what? Uh, there is trouble in retail pharmacy land, and um, we have uh, Rite Aid um, filing for bankruptcy, which they just dropped this news, like I said, today at about one o'clock, and this opens up a massive amount of opportunity uh, for uh, our community pharmacy owners, our independent pharmacy owners to step up and find out where these uh, locations are going to be uh, open. I know that there's big, obviously, giants in chain pharmacy that will probably react to this, but if you can, and if you know Rite Aid's in your, in your market, maybe you already knew that this was happening, but officially announced. And that concerns me. It concerns me because of our state of the nation in healthcare and how there are pharmacy deserts. Sometimes the only healthcare entity that's in a area here in the country, in the United States, um, is uh, a local retail pharmacy or a Rite Aid in this instance. And there could be a lot of people impacted. And like I said, that is a chance for us to keep changing things and keep refining things. So shout out to our community um, pharmacists and our community pharmacy owners. Um, I, I think it's interesting how 
we're seeing changes not only in technology, but in how pharmacists are stepping up um, and driving education. We have um, the ability now to um, to present different ways of of learning, thinking, uh, uh, processes in in what you do as a pharmacist from a clinical perspective. Um, and, I, and I think part of that is the education that is being uh, driven from passionate pharmacists in the spaces of um, new medicine in what would be considered integrative medicine. And um, one of that is cannabis. So uh, we uh, want to announce that Cannabis Pharmacy, uh, they are a provider of different podcasting content. They brought on um, Dr. Lombardo, Jeff Lombardo, uh, who is a professor up at Butler University School of Pharmacy. Well, they're bringing on uh, Dr. Um, uh, Stephen... Um, is his last name Cutler? Doctor Cutler um, is the dean of the School of South Carolina School of Pharmacy, University of South Carolina School of Pharmacy. They're bringing together Joe Friedman from the state of Illinois, who is a huge resource to the state of Illinois on the usage of cannabis in medicine and um, ancillary uh, treatments around pain, around anxiety, around sleep, around appetite, and around cancer. Uh, treatments and how they're going to be using cannabis. So guess what? Cannabis Pharmacy is helping to invest in this consortium. They're going to be calling it Cannabis Pharmacy University. Uh, you can learn more about them at CannabisPharmacy.com. But we want to start finding the experts in different conditions. Uh, the topicals that are coming from this, uh, my, my wife and I use a roll-on that is a CBD roll-on that uh, they're researching additional more, but I'll tell you, it's one of the most effective things in just general back pain. And, and I, I feel like it's not um, a substance that's going to be addictive or, you know, the, some of, of what we've gone through with the opioid use uh, disorder and in the epidemic, you always have to think about where do I, where do people need pharmacists most? And that's pers that's a personal question. But guess what? The answer in my book is it's really everywhere. Uh, anywhere there's a patient, uh, there needs to be a pharmacist, and pharmacists understand that better than anyone. I also want to uh, mention that the Ohio Capital Journal, who brought us an article last works last week about uh, the serious problems in understaffing for pharmacies, and this, of course, uh, was an article about CVS specifically, there is major health public health concerns uh, being brought up by local legislators, uh, local governments, uh, the, the mayor of several cities in Ohio that said that there is serious uh, risk to the public. And I, I want everyone to realize where this stems from, and that is, how are we getting things paid for? And are we putting the emphasis on an old age of pharmacy and healthcare? And now we're moving into a different age of being more precise, precision-driven, and clinical-driven and being able to drive down into diabetes or hypertension or um, something that is um, more controllable by the oversight of pharmacists and physician teams. So uh, we are in a new dawn, a new day here in the United States for um, pharmacy, and I want to uh, just... Uh, say thank you to pharmacists uh, before we get into the rest, rest of the show. I also want to say thank you 
to our sponsor today uh, for supporting the show, uh, Nasa Cleanse. Ever wonder why we wash our hands, brush our teeth, but ignore the idea of cleaning our nose? Do you know that 80% of all respiratory illness starts in the nose? And do you suffer from allergies, a dry nose, or sinus issues? Maybe you use a CPAP or travel frequently. If so, you need the newest and best product in nasal healthcare and well-being. Nasal Cleanse is a comfortable and convenient way to clean and moisturize your nose at home or on the go. The unique cleansing wand is like a gentle toothbrush for the nose. And with the specially formulated antiseptic gel, Nasal Cleanse offers triple action relief of nasal symptoms. Gentle cleansing, reducing germs, and soothing moisturizing action. Nasal Cleanse for a fresh, clean, healthy nose. Listeners receive 20% off on all products. Go to nasalcleanse.com. That's N-A-S-O-C-L-E-N-Z.com and enter promo code PPN4NASO. Nasal Cleanse is also available on Amazon. I met these people. I met the Nasal Cleanse team at the NACDS 2023 Total Store Expo, which was in San Diego. I was very proud, um, and and I want to give a shout out to thank you to the NACDS for allowing us to be part of uh, the gathering of leaders in our national chain and microchain pharmacies. Nasacleanse helped us get there, so I want to give a shout out to Gail and Joy and the team. Uh, they are going to provide us with additional educational information and collaborations with other pharmacists who deal with respiratory sicknesses, rare disease states. Uh, different things that are happening that pharmacists understand, uh, even some of the physicians that we've been talking with, uh, fellows on call. If you don't know this podcast, please look it up, fellows on call. Uh, you can Google that. It's an amazing podcast with two uh, wonderful physicians that really get into uh, complex uh, disease conditions and they make it fun to listen to. And we are doing some collaboration with them. And I think uh, we will reach out to them uh, about uh, future collaborations and maybe even working with nasal cleanse to give us some of the data that they have in keeping our nasal passages clean. I tried it. It's very kind of weird to do it the first. There's a video out there. Um, I'm not going to tell you where it's at, uh, that, uh, me trying the, the product out and it was, so that was embarrassing, but I have to say it wasn't as, it wasn't as unpleasant as I thought it was going to be. Number one, number two, my, whole nostril and air passages opened up even more than what I was getting. Of course, we don't really notice it when you're not fully uh, being able to breathe through your nose, but I was breathing great for the rest of the day. So guess what? When that, when I can prove something that quick, I become a fan of that. And speaking of fans, I am a fan of our next guest and I have been for over about a year and a half. I met this amazing, passionate pharmacist through Instagram, the power of social media. There's so much positivity in social media and there's so much negativity in social media. And I'm a half glass full kind of person. And I believe in outreach and, and a little bit of a stalker when a pharmacist comes up and who, who amazes me at some of their work, especially in content. Uh, Anisha Patel, I want to welcome you to uh, This Week in Pharmacy. 
My goodness, it feels good to be on the show. Thank you for having me. I know it's like we have to do the little dance. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm very excited by everything that's going on with your live production. I'm I'm, I'm loving it. Um, yeah, as a podcaster and a video podcaster, like I'm loving it. Yeah, nice work. It's scared. It's scared to, imagine you getting ready to go live as we were. And then your system, when you opened up the, the board, because I was opening up the board just like I always do. And it's like, oh, updating. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm looking at the time and it's like, we're five minutes away. And then we're three minutes away. And then it's like, oh my goodness. So Anisha, um, I'm here. I want to just give a shout out to you and your amazing husband, um, He's even good looking, so that's even better. We got to have him on uh, Twerks at some someday to talk about creative content. But your background, your professionalism, the polish of your show, please tell our listeners about um, who is Anisha Patel and talk to us about Pharmacist Diaries. Thank you. Thank you so much for such a wonderful introduction and for stalking me for the last year and a half. <laughs> You're right. The power of social media is um, amazing and can be so good and positive in so many ways. So yeah, so anyone who's listening or kind of watching, uh, my name is Anisha Patel. I am a pharmacist. Um, I've been qualified for around 13 years now. I'm currently working as a specialist pediatric pharmacist here in London. Um, I'm across the ocean uh, and I uh, work with palliative care patients mainly. Um, and I am also a lecturer at a university in the UK teaching pharmacy students Um both kind of undergraduate students who are preparing to be pharmacists, as well as those who have been qualified for a few years and are now becoming prescribers in the world of pharmacy here in the UK, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, so I created uh, the Pharmacist Diaries podcast around three years ago. It's uh, what I call a little passion project of mine on the side of working and full-time, yeah, pharmacy roles, full-time parenting. Um, I've got now two young children, uh, lots of commuting back and forth on trains to work, um, but we've made it happen. Uh, I started my journey with an audio podcast and now um, fully fledged on the video, which I'm absolutely excited and proud of. But I'm very fortunate to live with a videographer, so um, I have a lot of support. I mean, big shout out to Sanjay because I wouldn't be here without him for sure. Um, I... I guess the reason why I created the podcast was I was teaching pharmacy students uh, and first year students in particular. And here in the UK, we go straight from high school into pharmacy. So you don't have the kind of two, three, four years of undergraduate life prior to entering into that professional kind of degree. Um, so you find that students are 17, 18 years old going into what feels like a very professional uh, career journey from the start of student life. And when you meet students, they are still very green in terms of their understanding of world, the world, life, work. Um, and they don't necessarily understand exactly what pharmacists do um, in terms of career options, where they can work, what kind of skills that you really need to have. Um, and when I started teaching them and identifying this information, um, I realized quite 
quickly that there was quite a massive gap in the market for educating students about pharmacy careers and showcasing our profession and truly, I guess, capturing uh, the stories behind pharmacists lives. And here in the UK, we're really fortunate. We have such a big variety of roles that we are able to do, whether that's hospital, community pharmacy, retail industry, education. It's very similar to the to the US. Um, but I think we focus a lot on retail, hospital and industry for undergraduate students. And now there are so many more opportunities that we don't necessarily um, raise awareness of um, in the degree. And also um, now so many pharmacists are taking on non-traditional roles and becoming entrepreneurs and setting up their own consulting businesses that I think that we have to highlight uh, the skills and uh, the opportunities that are available so students can make the right choices from early on. And I'm a massive advocate for helping young people to identify what they love, what they're good at, what they're passionate about at a younger age. So then when they identify those, um, I guess, foundational elements of choosing a career pathway, they can then link it to the skills they have during their university degree and then identify the basically the perfect job for them. And part of the podcast is providing that inspiration, that education, that motivation, and showcasing how you can also transition from one pathway or one sector of pharmacy to another. What I didn't realize when I started the podcast is I was aiming to speak to students and kind of be in their headphones on their way to university because in London, it's so expensive. Um, our students live um, usually with their parents or like with friends outside of the city and kind of travel in. So I knew there was an opportunity that they would be listening to Spotify and music and other podcasts that maybe I could uh, convince them to educate themselves um, in the pharmacy space. So uh, yeah, started my platform and within a few months, um, even within the first year, there was over a hundred countries tuning into the podcast and over 10,000 downloads at that time. And I was just like, it was mind blowing that that many people all over the globe were listening to me and looking at my statistics, it wasn't actually students that were listening to me. It was qualified pharmacists with so many years of experience. And I had people reaching out to me telling me, oh, I've, I've made a career change or you've inspired me to do something different or, oh, I can see how my skills within community pharmacy can now be transferred to a hospital job and I'm actually going to apply for one. Okay. And that made me, you know, you'd feel so happy and you feel that reward from doing something that isn't even really part of your job. It was something I was just doing for fun. And during the pandemic, it was just beautiful for me to connect with other pharmacists through these wonderful open conversations that never felt like an interview. It was like having coffee with a friend and it was just so lovely to see what people were doing and what they were achieving and showcasing that journey of theirs on my platform. And I love the kind of creativity and the innovation and everything digital that comes with mm -hmm. running a podcast. And it's grown significantly since then. Um, I've had now over 101 episodes of the podcast, which I'm very, very proud of and very excited about. And I said 2023 is my year, right, Todd? So um, lots of exciting things are kind of coming out the pipeline this year. Well, I want to make a point that, that you said, and that is 
the UK is going through transformation of the role of the pharmacist, the purpose, the insertion, the the expansion per se of the pharmacist and where they are. Isn't it interesting that this is happening in Australia? This is happening in Germany. This is happening in South America. It's definitely happening in the United States. And it's all uh, bubbling up uh, even more so than ever. And I think that organizations like the FIP, the Federation of International Pharmacists, plays really a key role of bringing bringing together uh, a lot of those players. They're having their annual event um, in Brisbane. And I can't remember, is it in February? No, it's in September of this year, yep. 24th, I think it is. For It's a four-day weekend, I think it is. So shout out um, to Katrina, who is doing an Excel podcast with us. Uh, Katrina Azur is is joining uh, the Pharmacy Podcast Network. She will be covering the Brisbane event and will be able to report back to us a little bit on that. But Anisha, isn't that amazing that our countries are going through that same transformation? And this is why I am so thrilled with your audience that you already have, that we're going to be able to expand your audience and expand those discussions and get people in other countries starting to gravitate in towards you so that they can share what's going on because that's what this network is about. It is not about podcasting. A shout out to Gil Bash, who's one of my mentors at Finn Partners, um, our, our public relations arm to healthcare. Um, is just amazing. And he says, this is not about podcasting as much as I love it. And I do love it, but he's absolutely right. This is about what pharmacists are doing for people's health and people's wellness. And a shout out to Dr. Scott Chelson, who's branding wellness and pharmacists out of um, his relationship with Baptist University and some of the sports centers down there and um, his dedication. Um, And I just want to say thank you Uh, for what you're doing and how this is extra work for you. Uh, Don't, I mean, for the first 10 years of the pharmacy podcast network, I was doing it alongside of my real job. Like my wife calls it uh, your, your real job. And I had to make money and I had to do both. And guess what? You had to do the same. You are cheating. I just want to give everybody context that you have this powerhouse producer, videographer, he does graphics, he does transitions, he does creative video. So big, big cheating uh, move there with uh, his powering your podcast. I know. And, you know, it's uh, I never imagined that my husband and I would ever work together. And it is a wonderful thing. I mean, we have our disagreements from time to time. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? Um, but, you know, uh, we, we figure out a way to work it out and, and, and both be happy um, in terms of the workspace. But we love it. We genuinely love working on this podcast together. Um, and the two of you together is one of the best episodes because I see you really both, you're both very transparent and it. I felt like, I felt like your audience was a fly on the wall and you two were really having an honest conversation and it wasn't in you and the, the mics disappeared where it was just the two of you talking. And I thought that was really like, that was a fun episode. Yeah. I love our joint episodes and we don't really plan them out. We wing it. And we just enjoy a conversation as if, yeah, we're having coffee and people are just, yeah, little flies on the wall. So, yeah, it's um, it's wonderful to kind of share that and have that reflective journey with each other. Um, so it's very exciting. And like you said, 
from an international perspective, it is so wonderful that we can all share what we're all doing in in different countries and supporting each other to grow, um, identifying gaps within uh, different sectors of the pharmacy, like practice, um, learning from each other in terms of um, maybe multidisciplinary working or ward rounds in a hospital. Uh, we have pharmacists now working in primary care, so we, ha- we have them in general practice, um, similar to doctors running clinics and different specialties, which is a really huge um, kind of transition for us in the UK. But I think it's amazing um, to be in that space right now. And I, I'm well aware that Australia have also been starting their journey from that perspective on the West Coast and transitioning to the East Coast, doing a pilot in the same sector of pharmacy. And um, it just gives young people so many more options in terms of what they want to do um, and how they want to work. Also, these primary care roles are more like a nine to five where you're not doing shifts in a hospital and um, nights and on calls. Um, I mean, I'm 13 years in and I'm doing an on-call shift tonight. Um, <laughs> still going. Um, that keeps the pencil sharpened, you know. That- I know, right? Um, and I, you know, I'm on call in two ways: one with a baby, and the second one is the is the phone. But it's all good. It's all part and parcel of the process of being a, a hospital pharmacist. Um, and I'm I'm just genuinely enjoying the journey. I'm really enjoying. Not, I'm not saying I don't know what I'm doing, but at the same time, sometimes it feels in the world of an entrepreneur that you are, it's trial and error, right? You give something a go. If it works, amazing. If it doesn't, you figure out why and what else you can do to to make it better for the people who are listening to you. Um, and I do absolutely adore that about being a podcaster in pharmacy. Um joining your network and and kind of expanding my own audience within the US is a, a massive a win for me to make a connection with someone who's in the same space as I am um, to yeah share our journeys together and uh, yeah to make a friend in the podcast world um, I'm winning yeah yes well we're winning we're winning you coming on board. Uh, the style of your podcast is going to be wonderful to intermix uh, other other people into your um, your publication and what you're doing. I'm so proud that you and I have got to share some of our own um, obstacles in developing content, as well as our ability to start helping organizations build better communications by the 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 talent and the the art of podcasting as a means of good communication, whether that's your video, like you were saying, adding on to it, or just audio, which is really the traditional podcast. And that's still where we are getting over 80% of our entire audience is all through the pure audio play versus all of the video like Twerks. When we launched Twerks just this year, it was all about, hey, let's put a video segment in, strip the audio and give a give somebody an updated information on what's happening in our profession and and why why right now is the best time in the history of pharmacy to be a pharmacist as long as you're ready to tilt the, your way of thinking about what pharmacists are really supposed to be doing in the first place, which is interesting because that's what they did in the 1800s and the early 1900s is they were the chemist, they were the compounder, they were the you know, first, sometimes the first responder of, of situations. 
and and then all of a sudden we got into the formation of the pharmaceutical industry and it started taking away some of that true compounding and being a pharmacist from really digging in and guess what now we're we're going on the other end because now we have digital therapeutics remote patient monitoring um all this data artificial intelligence it's time to reinvent and it is it's not even time it's already happening this this reinvention and transformation of where the pharmacist fits and how the pharmacist is that advocate to the patient and the voice of the patient um it's it, it sometimes it's the pharmacist that is the only advocate for the patient based on not being able to get something paid for or or as a follow-up to the physician or stepping out and saying hey you know this is not this prescription or this medication isn't working and be an advocate for um for the for the patient so it's fun to hear you say that you are keeping your toe and your maybe in your in this way your leg in actually the trenches and being a pharmacist because that is you, you get to dial in to to what's really important absolutely and uh, it's the only way to keep up to date but for anyone listening out there it is hard work to try and keep up with both and there will be a point where i may need to cut down from my real job let's call it <laughs> <laughs> um and move into you know more of the life of an entrepreneur as 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 a mother and a wife um it fits very well with my lifestyle to be my own boss um i actually love being my own boss i love that i get to make my own choices and i don't need to ask anyone for permission you're your boss and you're an yeah 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 let's let's do that <laughs> i'm with you on that um but i i also want to go back to your point about being the voice for the for the patient. And um, I'm very proud that I guess I've chosen this pathway of podcasting in the world of pharmacy careers, because there is so much change happening. Um, and it is so exciting from the point of view of a podcaster, specifically with, within the pharmacy career avenue, that there is so much going on in the world of pharmacy. And I follow a lot of people um, in the US and there is some seriously exciting stuff happening um, in comparison to the UK, or maybe Americans are much better at showcasing uh, what they do in the pharmacy profession than we are. We're a little bit more... Um, yeah, reserved maybe in the UK um, in comparison. But hey, my voice will change that and this podcast will help people to, uh, yeah, showcase who they are and what they're achieving in the pharmacy world. Um, like, I mean, I saw the advert for um, the discount code for, you know, pharmacycannabis.com, right? Um, that's a new avenue for pharmacists, um, which is really exciting, as well as the world of digital pharmacy. I mean, there's so many jobs in IT, Um I've always wondered how many pharmacists Epic um, have within their network because it's such a huge organization. Sure. Um, and even here in the UK, like a lot of pharmacists are transitioning into that kind of life of a digital pharmacist, which is cool. Yeah. Like that, again, if you don't want to be patient facing, there are so many options for you um, within pharmacy. And I just hope that I continue to support people to follow their passions and chase their dreams. Well, I am so proud that you are part of this network and the value that you're going to bring to our network and the flair and everything. And, and we, you and I will make it a, a goal to find a place to go and 
and spend uh, time together at like a national or international event where we can show up and bring um, a lot of other uh, people together. Maybe it could be the first international pharmacist podcasters event where we uh, descend on um, an area and and all talk together. But I think it's... Oh my like, goodness, don't. That sounds so exciting. Uh, do it. There is an event called Farm at Sea um, that's going to be a cruise uh, next July. Uh, farm at the at symbol and then S-E-A. So Farm at Sea. And it's a cruise for pharmacists. And it's really interesting to see uh, other people that are that are pharmacy or pharmacist related in our industry stepping up and really taking control of the profession and and doing things that are meaningful and, and mission based and finally bringing joy back to the profession in, in the pharmacists that are very frustrated right now. There are a lot of listeners to us who might say, you know, we're deaf tone to what they go through. And we're not. Um, when I was at the NACDS, we talked to several um, organizations that are doing nothing but helping the transition of people's careers as well as relieving uh, burnout uh, based on the intensity as uh, of our pharmacist in, in those chain environments. I'm not sure the way it is in the UK, Anisha. Maybe you can share that with our listeners, but it's pretty intense to be a, a, a community retail pharmacist. As you saw the announcement today that Rite Aid is going bankrupt. Um, there's a lot of um, pharmacists out there who don't want to be in, in retail pharmacy anymore because of the focus on uh, numbers of prescriptions instead of in volume, instead of really like managing this whole thing better to get the pharmacist doing more clinic, clinical and consultation with the individual patients. And that's for the entrepreneurs out there to think about, to continue to refine what is pharmacy care and how many of our people out there who need you, they need you, Anisha, they need all of those pharmacists out there to step up and be their medication management and pharmacological experts and advocate. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, I mean, we have we have a similar situation um, here in the UK in terms of community pharmacy or retail pharmacy. Um, maybe not to the extent of burnout that people are facing in the US, but there's definitely an issue. Um, it is a numbers game, especially if you work for the, you know, the big chain pharmacies. Um, I feel that independent pharmacies are more, I guess they advocate for the patient a little bit more from the perspective of being in the heart of the community and the pharmacy owner truly wants to build that community within the pharmacy. Um, and I feel like those pharmacists are probably a little bit happier in retail. But if you do work for a big chain, it does sometimes feel like a numbers game. Um, you're constantly chasing, like you said, the number of prescriptions that you're doing weekly or monthly, um, as well as additional services that we provide with medication reviews, etc. cetera, yeah. um, within the pharmacy or flu vaccinations. But again, it's very much focused, um, on the numbers. So pharmacists do tend to get quite frustrated in the roles because they don't have any control over how they want to treat their patients or even have time to, you know, spend with their patients, getting to know them or counseling them on medications because you are 
glued to <laughs> checking, 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 checking all the time yeah. um, or dealing with queries or problem solving. So, it, yeah, it's tough to get the balance, but let's hope we can make it work. So you have to promise me that you're going to come back on This Week in Pharmacy and give us some ongoing updates. I want to dig into your profession and your, you know, your specific issues in the UK, because I'd like to use the connections that you have as a way of updating, not just This Week in Pharmacy United States. We need to talk about being This Week in Pharmacy in the UK or in Ireland, we have some connections in Ireland through Finn Partners that we're going to be bringing in. Uh, we now have connections in New Zealand. Um, we're going to go after uh, Robert Czar out of uh, an amazing pharmacist in um, in Australia. A shout out to Robert Czar and what he's doing there in technology. But uh, promise that you'll come back. Uh, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Um, we're so excited that you're here. And I cannot wait to our next time that we get to do this together. Absolutely. I'm all in, Todd. And thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. See you, Anisha. All right. I want to give a shout out to Order Insight. This is a uh, organization that we met up with at the NACDS. And um, it was amazing to talk with them. Um, I just want to play a message from Order Insight. And I want to tell you something about this organization. As a pharmacy professional, balancing the demands of inventory management with your organization's business goals can feel almost impossible. Enter Order Insight, an expert system for U.S. pharmacies that delivers predictability in an ever-changing world. Spend time where it counts, control what matters, optimize intelligently, and collaborate with confidence with a partner that prioritizes your pharmacy's interests, not your suppliers. Join the growing community of 9,000 plus trusted pharmacies using Order Insight today. Visit GetOrderInsight.com for more information. That's GetOrderInsight.com. All right, I've got to meet this organization. We have them on the post show, the NACDS Total Store Expo post show. Please look that up. Uh, this group uh, operates uh, mostly in health system pharmacy, but they're also helping out microchain independently owned community pharmacies as well. Once again, I want you to check them out for order, order insight, order, get order insight.com, all about inventory management and the analytics and some of the amazing ways to balance inventory as well as better buying and uh, buying decisions. All right. I am excited. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a story that, that comes from my next uh, guest and she's very special to me because she was one of my most trusted early on in really reforming uh, the pharmacy podcast network um, Anne and I, Anne, Dr. Anne Arvizu and I met down in Miami she invited me down there. I was down there for some other work. Remember, when back in the day, I had to be doing both. I had to do my real job, and I had to do Pharmacy Podcast Network. So I was down at a meeting in Miami, uh, very close by Hollywood, Florida, to, to talk about opioid use disorder in the emergency rooms and being able to get people to treatment and using uh, some of the protocols between emergency and and um, and our pharmacist um, input. And Anne and I met and she sat me down and I told her the whole business model and it was weird, but within 15 minutes of meeting her, 
we literally connected. Um, she's become a friend of mine. I have her actually in my phone. I can text her and rely on her. But I want to welcome to This Week in Pharmacy for the first time, this is overdue, Dr. Ann Arvizu. Oh, thank you, Todd. This is so great. And you are so very special to me. We are, yep, on speed dial on our text together. I know that I could, I can yell at you. You can yell back. It's good. We are, we have that friendship going. And um, I have seen you do such amazing things with the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I am, if, can I say as a friend that I'm super proud of you? My gosh, that intro, like Misha said, that intro was stellar. I'm just sitting there behind the scenes going, oh my gosh, look how far we've all come on the Farmcast Network, and I'm just so excited to be here today. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here because you have given me uh, not only direction, you have given me opportunity to do other things with you that are extremely meaningful. And one of those things is you honored me and you offered me a seat on your advisory board of the Endometriosis um, Foundation. And I want you right out of the gate to tell us a little bit about your background and why the merging of someone who understands pharma and the whole insides of the pharmaceutical manufacturer, how someone who uh, became sick themselves turns around and uses that to build an association that's going to have impact and meaning, as well as um, finding out and learning through your hardships of what it was to build the core life method. Wow. Okay. So let's start with the Endometrial Cancer Foundation and, and where that came from, because you just, you laid a whole bunch of stuff down. So let me pick it up and, and try and put it, uh, you know, in a string of events. So I spent 25 years in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you had mentioned the pharmaceutical industry earlier. It was not the way, uh, like these Rite Aid pharmacists, we're going to get to them at the end of this discussion, because this goes right to the core life method. That is just very timely discussion for today. So, wow, that's a big, big ball that just dropped for a lot of pharmacists. Um, so 25 years in the pharmaceutical industry, 17 of those years, um, it was not just a, you know, I worked there as a pharmacist. I was a global leader. So I started off as a document specialist. I went to scientists. I went to scientist manager. I went to global clinical trial manager. I went to associate director, director, senior director with directors under me all over the globe. So I held a remit in Latin America with 136 countries. Um, I had a Latin America and, and um, sorry, 36 countries in Latin America. Then I took on Asia Pacific. Then I took a global role and I had leaders in four regions around the globe. And that was huge. So at that point I had built a 111 person team and um, you learned so much in business and around maybe, let's see, I started the Core Life Coach Institute sort of in a parallel to my, my life in pharma. I realized that life in pharma was just like life in retail or life in hospital pharmacy. It was, it was a just burnout clock ticking waiting to happen. And um, running around the globe and working, working long, long hours, really, that was just something that happened in leadership and it was expected. And as a woman in leadership, you're this nurturing mother that takes care of the teams under you and upholds right the C-suite above you. And um, then I started my own company. So I became the entrepreneur when I got married. And, and you and I've had this discussion, but just for the listeners 
who haven't heard the Corpreneur podcast, for me, entrepreneurship is a calling. So you better be ready for it, right? Um, the three companies I've started, including the Endometrial Cancer Foundation, all were really downloads, some bigger than others, but they were a an idea that came in that I could not shake. And for me, that was like, God, all right, is that what you're, okay, let me do this. And I jump in with all kinds of, you know, both feet, fast forward. It's the only way I know to do things. So I've stumbled and hit the ground with, with some of these businesses. Um, but I've built them and I built a seven figure business with Core Life Group. And a division of Core Life Group is the Core Life Coach Institute. And so the core life method is the cornerstone of that. And so two years ago, when I was diagnosed with endometrial cancer, as an oncology specialist, as a top medical information person, right, I knew exactly what to look up so that I could go into my doctor and talk to them and co-create the plan forward for my treatment and my care. And most people don't have that luxury. In fact, most women out there, are, I would get on the Facebook groups and, you know, endometrial cancer women, we call ourselves peaches to each other because of the peach ribbon. And for me as a pharmacist, as an advocate for myself, I knew that these women didn't have an advocate. So I started the endometrial cancer foundation last year and invited you to that board for them first and foremost. And that is business in and of itself. Bringing them what the essence of the core life method is, is a coaching transformational methodology. And I'll talk more about that when I relaunch the Corpreneur podcast. By the way, I'll drop a date. Uh, Corpreneur podcast is coming back out September 21st. So you'll have the RFS feed on that day. And on September 22nd, we always did the Thursday, Friday thing together. Yeah. Uh, I It'll be back on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. So that's another little announcement we're dropping today. So, so yeah. excited about that. And then for these women with endometrial cancer, September's right around the corner. Can you believe it? Can you believe we're even here at this part of the year? Like the year just flies by. So as an advocate for women's health and to put my pharmacist back, you know, my pharmacist hat back on or pharmacist uh, hat. Yeah. My pharmacy back on, <laughs> put my pharmacist coat back on, uh, if you will. I haven't had it on for 25 years, but um, to really come out and, and give people what I believe in as non-pharmacological intervention, of course, guide them to the right therapies and the right places to go, but non-pharmacological intervention is just as important as a pharmacist to teach our patients as pharmacological intervention. So if I'm sure you've heard this probably from other pharmacists, but the basis of our word pharmacist is pharmacon, pharmacon with a K. And that means poisoner. So as a pharmacist, I'm doling out something and I, it's my job to keep back from whatever the, you know, that's why they check what a pharmacist or what a physician is, is sending, you know, a prescribing to a patient because what that amount might be for that particular patient might not be correct. So years while I was in pharmacy um, practice, I was also a um, geriatric specialist. And as a geriatrician, you look at the fact that a dehydrated person, right, they're going to need less drug. And so you have people on chemo, 
And then they're looking online for what herb might help me or what uh, supplement could be good for cancer because their doctors aren't talking about that because they're poo-pooing things. So putting that together, you know, Anisha said, you know, she bridged the gap where she saw uh, a massive gap. And I, I was so happy to hear her say those words because there are massive gaps in pharmacy, in pharmacy practice, in the pharmaceutical industry, and in medicine. So how do you get from medicine to miracle? How do you get from healthcare to healing? How do you get from faith to facts or vice versa, the facts of the faith? How do you get from the inspiration? You know, how do you get inspiration out of information? Um, these gaps are what the core life method helps to bridge. And so bringing that to that community is very important. I've already gathered about 90 women. And I think, you know, in, in the very beginning of the year, I had uh, the foundation was hacked. Like all of our finances were systematically attacked. I had to completely uh, renovate. So, you know, you start a national 501c3 and you get jurisdiction in two states, California and Florida. And then you're like, wow, you know, let's see, I'm a thief. Let me go on and cyber attack a foundation for women's cancer. Like, <laughs> so... But all things work together for good. I truly believe that. And so it's made me be able to create a better security, not only just in the foundation, but in my business this year. Um, unwanted work, of course, you know, and that kind of leads you to the core life method. There's no good time for crisis. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just what's happened at Rite Aid. We have a whole bunch of pharmacists that lost their job. So what are they going to do next? Yeah. Scramble. So they're going to scramble or they're going to say, you know what? I'm going to try and if, if they're here, if somebody's here and they're listening from, from uh, right and they just potentially lost their job, I'm going to give you some advice. Number one, wait till you get package. And number two, start listening to the Corpreneur podcast. And you can go back and screen those last 15 episodes. There was 35,000 downloads. And therefore, that means there are so many pharmacists hungry for the entrepreneur conversation. Mm -hmm. And I love that because when you're in the middle of chaos, overwhelm, resistance, and exhaustion, that's the core. If you heard the acronym in corepreneur and in the core life method, what you really need to do is get centered, open, resilient, and energized. And the core life method is the coaching methodology that gets you there. So this is the wheel. If you have my book, Affluent Minds, you might've seen that before. It's also in my textbook when I teach this. And um, we've done, we've redone our e-learning platform this year. So Core Life U is coming back out. And uh, Core Life Coach Institute is a 16 week coach training program that takes you through this model. But if you don't have time for that, let me just kind of share a little bit about, about it now. So when you have a hit in your career right there or your finances, which losing a job will kind of get, if you could go back up to the wheel for a second, let me walk people through that if they're watching. Um, yeah. So you got the career and your finances just hit. That's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect, oh my gosh, I have to go home to my wife and tell her I lost my job or vice versa, right? The wife to the husband, maybe, or partner or whatever. Um, if you're serving, you're not going to want to serve and give as much because you're going to have to conserve for yourself. 
Uh, it affects your health because it's going to drive up your stress level. You're going into fight or flight rather than, oh my gosh, take a deep breath right now. That's not just woo, that's science. The, a deep breath will stimulate the vagus nerve and activate the relaxation response of the parasympathetic nervous system, right? And get you back into some clarity so that if you look at that inner, inner circle right there around all of your life areas, that's it. Crisis, time wasters, time stealers, interruptions in your life. They are constantly bombarding us 24-7, 365. And the only place to truly balance our life and truly beat burnout is right inside our very, very powerful core. That's where you get centered, open, re resilient, energized. And Todd, you and I have talked about this before. This came to me in a time when I was most burned out. And it was 2009. It was 2008, we had a massive economic breakdown in the country. And Florida was hit really hard, California, Las Vegas, all markets were really hit. We, we went into a recession. And in that manner, it's a lot like the way it's been since 2000, since the pandemic. There's just a, you know, 2008 was like a big spike. This is more like a slow drip down and people are still trying to figure out their new normal. Yep. And so you see things like this happening all the time. You see a Rite Aid saying it's time for bankruptcy. I mean, how many, how many companies have gone down? Not during the pandemic, but in the past couple of years. Amazon was laying off during Christmas time last year. So so we have, we have these needs that, that people are not knowing where to go when they're in crisis. And so I'm, I'm going to open my arms right now and say, come here, right, Aid Pharmacist. <laughs> come, come to uh, the entrepreneur side. And um, really, yeah, that maybe it's the most timely thing that I'm relaunching this right now because I never really thought, hey, I should probably take this to burned out pharmacists and retail mm -hmm. because- Really, we're looking at um, make the break from corporate freedom, but in a very intelligent manner. So that's what I help people do all the time. Usually people who are smart at what they do, there's so much potential as the pharmacist, like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. And um, the sky's the limit if you want to create something new. So, but you got to get out of that stress level first to think clearly. Yep. Yes. Um, I want to tap into some of your thoughts for that career transition planning. And um, let's take the example, and it's a, it's a live example. It's real life um, for some of our Rite Aid pharmacists who have been part of their communities for years. They certainly don't want to move. Um, they, they, now their lives are, are disrupted. What, what is the steps that they take to say, hey, should I be a long-term care pharmacist, especially pharmacists, sometimes we make decisions based on wanting to get that next job as quickly as possible to feel secure. And sometimes it's time to slow down first. And like you said, take a breath mm -hmm. and kind of build evaluation. So give, that's this is really good that you said this because it ties into this course too, but give kind of like a, a first step, second step uh, kind of example. Yeah. 
think um, I have a process called the five R process. And one of them is really, you know, one of them is recalibrating, which we kind of showed you a little bit about the wheel, but it's reestablishing and reevaluating yourself, right? So reevaluation of every area of your life right now. Am I happy? What do I want to do? Just a couple basic questions, right? There's an acronym in, in coaching and in high level leadership called HALT. And it means if you're, hap- if you're hungry, you're angry, you're lonely, or you're tired, don't do anything. So right now they're going to be spinning their wheels for a bit, right? They're, when a company goes bankrupt, sometimes they give you the pink slip overnight. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Right now, this is so hot off the press. We don't know what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But if they do, that's like the immediate sympathetic nervous system. Take the deep breaths. Halt. So that would be my advice if that's the case. If it's that they're going to be the slow descent, right? It gives you, there's, there's two things that happen there. There's a total demotivation of going into work. Like if they say you have three months left, not one of those pharmacists are really going to have it in them. They're going to be scrambling, either looking for another job or envisioning a new future. Maybe some of them, like my brother's a pharmacist in, in Rite Aid, I'm going to actually have to reach out. And see, uh, he's, he's in his, um, you know, he's been there, done that in his career. He might be a perfect opportunity for a, a retirement package at this point. So if you're of, of a certain age, that retirement packages, those are happening su- earlier and earlier for men and women pharmacists these days. So over 55, you might want to think about that if there's a package opportunity to leave and they're trying to cut their costs, that might be a great thing for you to do. If you want to just take that immediate leap, and I'd say come a business coach like me and, and invest in yourself to really say, okay, what can I do to, in a very controlled environment, have you make me take a deep breath, Anne, right? And, and say, okay, what, what envisioning can I do? Because you can't just jump into another career because pharmacists come to me all the time that are VPs, that are, uh, you know, really high level leaders, either in the industry or out. A lot of people come to me from academia and they've said, I want to jump in the pharmaceutical industry. And I always laugh. I did a video about that a couple of years ago. I'm like, okay, but I always try and guide people out of the pharmaceutical industry. So you can't just jump into a new career without that skill set unless you're willing to sort of humble yourself and walk in with a humble attitude and say, yeah, you know what? I was a VP here. I was a director here. I'm willing to kind of, uh, you know, just get my foot in the door and, and change a career path. But for me, the fourth step is entrepreneurship. Hmm. Well, I'm thrilled that you've made the announcement about uh corpreneur. Uh, the corpreneur podcast was one of my favorites, uh, September 21st. Um, you're, you're dropping your new season and new episodes, uh, startup. Uh, we're excited that you'll be uh, broadcasting that through Pharmacy Podcast Network, as well as some of our new initiatives to start blending podcast opportunities with others that are thought leaders and panel sessions. I think we're going to start picking people's uh, different minds about different subjects to bring people like you together with other um, organizers, especially if they're 
if they have the opportunity to tap into some of our national associations. So a shout out to uh, Dr. Michael Hogue, who is the CEO of the APHA. And he took time to give me a very special interview at the NACDS meeting. Um, I didn't think he'd have time because you can imagine how busy one uh, association leader is with another when you're there. But um, it was a treat for me to have Steve Anderson, the CEO of the NACDS, and uh, Michael Hogue, Dr. Hogue, the CEO of APHA, on the same show. I was blown away, and um, it's honored to be it's honored to be a, a part of this change in, in advancement and transformation of our um, industry and our profession, which is why I'm excited about the corpreneur taking the pause that it did, which I was, to tell you the truth, I was disappointed because I wanted to help get it going. I wanted to help get it out there. Look at what's happened now. We, it's It was a timing thing. And you're so attuned um, to listening and and you know reaching out to the to to god and taking time to listen to to do the right timing and i it was interesting that it stalled when it did and how now it's coming out and and it's ready to go so i'm excited thank you todd this was I, awesome and um i didn't know anisha was still here so we if you saw me on the video looking down, it's because I'm texting with her. <laughs> so, you know, talk about like how you are such an amazing connector. Like there's a connection happening while we're live right now. And uh, I love that. And I love being part of the Pharmacy I Podcast Network. This is amazing. We have something else to talk about. And that's Peach Pit Jam with Dr. Ann. That's another conversation. I'm just going to just throw that out there. But that's happening live uh, September 1st. Excellent. We'll have to have you back, come back on Twerks, um, be here, uh, bring us information and news or anything that you feel is relevant because you're one of our thought leaders. You're one of the Pharmacy 50, um, hashtag Pharmacy 50, and was awarded by votes uh, of being recognized as one of the 50 most influential pharmacists in our country. So very proud of you and everything that you've accomplished. So I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Appreciate you, Todd, always. See you later. All right. Listen, pharmacists, pharmacy professionals, technicians, let's work together. There are things that we may not be doing. We may not be addressing. We may not be connecting. And it's you. That's the reason this network is so powerful. And now it's an international pharmacist driven network. This is your platform. This is not my platform. You use the pharmacy podcast network to advance our profession if you are ready, if you are innovative, you reach out to us and, and tell us what can we do to serve this profession better. And that always comes from internal. It comes from our pharmacy technicians. Stand by. We're going to be working with Michael Johnston. He is the founder of the NPTA, the National uh, Pharmacy Technician Association. Coming on the network. What do you know? Exciting about that. It's people like Mike, it's people like Anisha, it's people like Anne, it's it's all of the people that come together. We are changing uh, the pharmacy profession. We're taking control of the pharmacy profession. The PBMs are breaking apart. The way that they did business is going to be crumbling. It's going to transform. It's going to change everything. Be a part of this. Reach out to Pharmacy Podcast. Listen to us on all podcast platforms, whichever one's your favorite. We will be there. 
We will always be there for you. Reach out to me. My email is E. Yuri. That's my last name, Yuri at pharmacypodcast.com. If there's anything I can ever do for you, I would like to try. Not necessarily going to be able to do it. But thank you for listening this week in pharmacy, and we're out. <laughs>